Hello everyone and welcome to a special edition of CoinGeek Conversations. In the next two weeks, we will take a look at some of the most memorable moments that took place in CoinGeek conferences past. We will also give you a sneak peek of one of the hottest topics that will be discussed in the upcoming BSV Global Blockchain Convention that will be held in Dubai. CoinGeek New York has been a total win. And I want to thank everyone who has been here to support us. And it's been really difficult to get people here because of COVID restrictions and travel. But you know, it's been amazing. And now it's about time to wrap CoinGeek New York. But welcome everyone to join us in Dubai for CoinGeek Dubai, our first in the Middle East region for an another amazing CoinGeek adventure. We can't wait to make that another win. That was Bitcoin Association's Jimmy Wynn at the CoinGeek Conference after party in New York. Speaking of the Big Apple, CoinGeek held its eighth and most recent conference in the city with an impressive lineup of speakers showcasing the latest developments on the BSV blockchain. One of the highlights is Jeffrey Bake's presentation of PeerSend, an app that facilitates seamless integration of BSV with existing websites like Twitter and soon Amazon. Let's take a look. So that's why we built PeerSend. Um, I'm extremely exci uh, excited to show you what it is. We've launched it four days ago, and it's going, it's going pretty well. People seem to like it. Um, PeerSend is a browser extension that lets you send and receive Bitcoin anywhere on the internet. Um, you simply need to connect your hand cash wallet. So it's not a wallet. It's a, it's a, it's a system that relays the transaction from the wallet. So what it does is that it actually turns the websites into Bitcoin-compatible application by altering the user interface uh, of, the, of the websites. Um, so there are three ways to use PeerSend. Uh, right now, we only support PayMail and Connect, but I'll, I'll explain what, what we can do with PeerSend. So PayMail uh, is, the, is the address protocol on BSV. Um, so when you see a PayMail on the website, or either inside a chat room like this, or Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, if you see a PayMail, the extension will highlight the PayMail address so that you can send money to uh, and instantly. So, you know, this guy is saying, hey, hello, Lucy, what's your PayMail? I sent you $10 I owe you last night. And Lucy posted a PayMail address, then just like that, yeah, you can send money over pretty much anywhere on the internet. Um, the connect is, it provides the better user experience than PayMail even, because the PayMail, uh, you're only targeting BSV people, right? The BSV people already have PayMail, so they posted it on uh, Twitter, Twitter bio or Medium so that you can receive money. But what about the people who don't have extension or don't know anything about Bitcoin or don't have any wallet, right? So if you, if you connect Twitter account into your PeerSend, uh, in the Twitter user, uh, user interface, we'll, we'll create a button, just like that, the lightning button. Uh, it's not real, the, the lightning network, but it's a, it's a lightning button. So you'll be able to click that button and send it to anyone on Twitter, regardless of uh, the, whether they're a user or not. So it's just like that. Oh, Click it. So I'm sending $5 to Naval, done, that's it, right? Um, so how do they receive money if they're not a Bitcoin user or extension user or, or hand cash user? You'll be able to click that share button and it will directly lead to 
uh, a place where you can leave a comment on this guy, Naval, right? And saying, hey, Naval, I sent you $5. Uh, you can click this link and claim your money. Right? So the money will be returned after 24 hours if Naval doesn't claim it. So this is how we can expand Bitcoin uh, ecosystem to a non-BSV or non-crypto users. So who doesn't want $5, free $5 from, from strangers? Um, the Connect is not only just a, just a pay, uh, the social, social payment. It, it, um, it allows you to uh, buy uh, goods and products on any e-commerce sites without going through registration, sign-in, filling out information, credit card information, email verification. All this, the traditional internet uh, funnels are entirely gone. So once you submit your home address at Pearsent, you'll be able to go to Amazon, Best Buy, eBay, uh, any website. Just click a product you want to buy. We'll create a buy button, and you just click uh, to make a purchase. And we'll, we'll take care of the currency conversion, and... Uh, we'll use the third-party API to, to, uh, to have Amazon deliver the product you want. So the, the, this redundant processes of getting registered and filling out information, handing out all your data to e-commerce sites, it's gone because you don't even have to be an Amazon user in order to buy product at Amazon. Online games are proving to be the next level on the BSV blockchain. So up next, we'll hear from leaders in the online gaming industry, including Haste Arcade, Handcash, Nifty Jigs, and American esports organization Built by Gamers. We're not game developers at the end of the day, right? Like we're technologists and designers and entrepreneurs, but we're not game developers. And so rather than just building a game, we wanted to build a platform for gamers and game developers that we called Haste Arcade, all based around the notion of instant leaderboard payouts. And so the concept is just like the original Haste game, right? But we want to be able to allow game developers to participate in this ecosystem as well. So not only does Haste produce games, but other third-party groups can do it as well. So for gamers, it's super interesting, right? I get to play games that I'm already playing. Rather than purchasing in-app purchases or in-app currencies, I can just have a chance to earn money. So that's exciting for me. That's engaging for me, right, as a gamer. But what about game developers? Game developers have a hard choice to make when it comes to creating a business. They have to do advertising. They have to do a subscription model. They can do in-app purchases, in-app currencies, etc. It's not always great for a gamer or game developer from an experience perspective. But what if instead they can participate in ILP and get paid every time someone plays their game? At that point, we have an aligned incentive model. Game developers create great games that are engaging and people want to play, so they get paid more, right? They can build a business around that. And gamers get better games at the end of the day. Nifty Jigs is a platform for supercharging digital goods for games and more. And Buddy is an example of one of these supercharged digital goods from our upcoming game, Durodox. So what makes Buddy supercharged? Buddy's ownable. Buddy's an NFT. Um, we've heard about NFTs. Maybe we've heard good things. Maybe we've heard bad things. But what we know about NFTs is they make it easy to buy, sell, trade, and do more uh, with digital goods. More importantly, perhaps, Buddy is customizable. Every Durodog starts unique, and we're talking about billions of unique Durodogs with 
a unique nature, a unique look. But more important than that is the fact that as Buddy traverses the possibilities the games which can incorporate a Duradog, Buddy grows, Buddy changes, Buddy becomes more personal to you. And this is all possible because Buddy and other digital goods created on the NiptyJix platform are interoperable. Interoperability is a buzzword. Um, a lot of the times it's used, but for us, it's extremely core to our mission. Uh, it's really the essence of our platform. And we think that we can achieve this because of the power of the BSV blockchain and the micropayments it enables. We don't think interoperability in 2021 is a technical problem. It's an economic problem. And it's an economic problem that can be solved using micropayments and using micropayments to commercialize digital goods. We're creating NFTs, which are not just for speculation. They're for actual use, and they're to facilitate real commercial activity. In April, Handcash announced the Duro to the world. The Duro is the virtual currency that powers this new ecosystem. A Duro is a denomination of Bitcoin SV. Exactly 200,000 Duros equals one BSV. This allows us to put prices on digital goods that previously didn't have prices before and create horizontal gaming economies. Ultimately, I believe, actually I know, that BBG teaming up with BSV and with our partners will be able to create the best fan experience that the world has seen. The way that we can use this technology to create gamification of the fan experience and to create unique experiences for our fans. This will help us elevate above our competition. Our peer organizations are all making crypto plays right now, but they're all about NFTs and collectibles. So some of the things we're gonna do, whether it's access to games, we will do collectibles, but things like Duro Dogs and other supercharged digital items, imagine the gamification, kind of like how fantasy sports did to football, we can do with esports and create these really sticky relationships and thereby driving a really loyal fan base. In June 2021, BSV Technical Director Steve Shatters did a live demo on Terranode at the Coingy Conference in Zurich, Switzerland. In his demo, the Node software handled over 50,000 transactions per second. Take a look. Now we're going to start exactly the same configuration, but we're going to do it using four nodes instead of two. Now, this will actually create additional load on the system because whilst we break, break pipelines up in parallel, there are actually points where they have to talk to each other, and we call that cross-shard communication. Um, so you don't expect to get perfect horizontal scalability because you will uh, basically increase the amount of network throughput that is happening. Um, this is an example. Uh, here we go. Yeah, this is an example of the network usage uh, under that particular configuration. So you can see that as it was ramping up, the network usage increased. And you can see that the CPU usage increased. This is pretty much the fail point when the CPU started to get saturated. So this one is creeping up. It's well and truly past the, uh, the point where the two-node configuration failed. And 
we're just about to cross the fail threshold right now. So let's take a look at where we got to. Uh, we are there. And we can see we've got about 50,000. So um, that's actually almost close to perfect, which is unusual. Um, but uh, I guess the demo gods are smiling on me today. <laughs> Um, this particular configuration isn't completely optimized. Uh, there are um, all sorts of optimizations that are still available to us because we've been focusing on the framework itself. We have run this in a, in a, uh, across all 10 nodes, and I have actually seen uh, volumes in excess of 100,000 per second. I wasn't quite brave enough to try that one today uh, live on stage. but. Um, there we have a, a real-life example of a Terranodes uh, that, that is able to scale. 2021 was also the year when the very first CoinGeek TV broadcasted live at the conference. TA CEO Stefan Matthews revealed to CoinGeek TV host Patrick Thompson the very first time he laid eyes on what would be the Bitcoin white paper. And later on, financial cryptographer Ian Grigg talks about the very first time he met Dr. Craig Wright. When you were looking at these documents, was it clear at that point in time that what he was showing you was Bitcoin? Or, you know, when did you suspect that, you know, um, that Craig was Satoshi Nakamoto and that what he was showing you was actually Bitcoin? Did that click right away or did that happen sometime later in the future? Well, it was pretty clear it was Bitcoin because, you know, he, he referenced Bitcoin as a, uh, as a brand uh, in his discussions with me. But... You know, I'll be completely honest, as I always have. Um, uh, unlike many people who say they read the, the white paper for the first time and then had this magic moment where they went, oh, this is, this is world-changing, I didn't have that experience. Um, I, you know, had, had I not had the, the experience over a number of months where I spent time with Craig talking about the various accumulation of ideas and if I read the white paper in 2009-2010 I might have had a different um, a different reaction but to be honest um, uh, when I saw the first version of the of the white paper as I say it was it was pre-release or before it was posted um, my my comment to Craig was um, I didn't believe this was going to amount to anything at all. Um, and I was, I was very clear uh, on that front. So, you know, I, I didn't have that magic moment and I, and I didn't have this um, uh, enormous initial belief in, in what we have today. Now, you know, obviously my, my, my personal view on that has changed dramatically over the years. Otherwise, uh, I, w I wouldn't be sitting here in, in the positions that I am in companies in this industry. I'd been talking to one of the other members of the, the Satoshi team for, for quite some time. Uh, and uh, that, that allowed me to build up a picture of what was going on. Eventually, I and Craig connected and met so that the circle was closed. Uh, and at that point, um, when I first met him, uh, it, it was not, shall we say, a, a revealed uh, as to who they were. And I had to form my own opinions. So I, I walked into the meeting with you know, a big question mark in my mind is, you know, is Craig going to pass muster as, as the person who leads the Satoshi team? And uh, I laid out these little tests for him to see if um, he'd, he'd you know, trigger with certain uh, levels of information. And uh, as I laid them out bit by bit, he passed every one with sterling colours. It was just quite amazing to hear how he redirected my questions and he showed me stuff and we talked about things and I... 
Let's now look back at CoinGeek London 2020. Famed economist and technology visionary George Gilder talked about problems that the world economy faces and how Bitcoin can be the solution. Now, there's a twofold scandal in the world economy. One is the total collapse of internet security. It makes everybody paranoid. We're scared of routers and switches which have, from Huawei, which have been made, uh, put on the, on the entities list, along with weapons of mass destruction and uh, poison gas. So the breakdown of internet security is a disease that is uh, infecting the whole world economy. And, and that has to be corrected. The other great crisis is the scandal of money. Today, the world's biggest industry is not transportation or food or medicine or anything you might imagine. It's currency trading. And, uh, Daily currency trading, I've been saying all around the world that it's $5.1 trillion a day, which is uh, 25 times all global GDP and 73 times roughly all global trade in goods and services. But uh, the Bureau of, of Bank for International Settlements has done its new tri triennial survey, and it shows that in the last three years, uh, currency trading has risen from $5.1 trillion a day by 30% to $6.6 .6 trillion a day. And this is totally worthless activity. It doesn't even stop trade wars endless hedging of any transaction across borders. It's a fiasco. It's a scandal of money. And the great thing about the blockchain and uh, Bitcoin SV is that it offers the promise of solving both these great crises. The Ponzi money and porous internet, where all the money and power rises to the top. All the data rises to the top where it can be hacked. And that's the scandal of internet security, which in 2019 was worst ever by a factor of four. So when people imply that the blockchain is some uh, exotic and extreme solution to non-problems that have been completely mastered by all the wise men and the central banks and, and the governments of the world. We all know that's wrong. The sign of a broken paradigm is the more money you spend, the worse the results. Internet security spending rises roughly 20% a year the result, the number of breaches explodes. Currency trading increases 30% every three years. Result, trade wars and monetary crises. The remedy for both, what Daniel Patrick Moynihan, an American professor, politician, used to call a unity 
a solution that apply that changes a number of different problematics is a unity and Satoshi's blockchain is a unity that addresses this core uh, problem of uh, the world economy. And last but definitely not the least, let's hear from Enchain Chief Scientist Dr. Craig Wright discussing Satoshi's visions at the CoinGeek London 2020. Here's a portion of that clip. Bitcoin's about money and money gets used. So I want people to start realizing peer-to-peer -peer is cash. Peer-to-peer -peer is people. Peer-to-peer -peer is all this stuff that we've been thinking about there that I've talked about time and time again. It's really something that should be simple. Signatures require a name. You don't need to give everyone your name. This is the difference with Bitcoin. If I transact with another person, I get their name. But I don't need to share it. That's what privacy is about. And if you did something really naughty and the other person knows you did really naughty things, stiff, that's your problem. I mean, really, if you're going to do naughty things with someone, then this is reality. Um, you can't trust criminals, so don't do deals with them. And that wraps up this episode of CoinGeek Conversations. Thanks for watching. Join me again next week as we give you a teaser of what's to come at the BSV Global Blockchain that will be held in Dubai this May. See you then.